Ladies and gentlemen, the Star Road Boys are back and situated. Tyler, how the hell are you doing today? Sterling, it feels so refreshing to be on the cast with you today. I don't know what it is. Like, it, maybe just because we haven't talked about games very much lately or just talked very much in general in the last couple weeks. But uh, really excited to be here and, and recording with you today. Absolutely, dude. Same. Uh, I think it's because games haven't been the central focus. There's been a lot of other things uh, That's at true. the forefront. But now we finally get to sit down and speak about games. It, yeah, it, that's it really feels true. good coming back to it, you know. Yeah, man. I'm in, a slightly, a, I'm in a slightly different orientation than usual. Uh, trying out something different. I had to do some work in this room and move some things around. So you know how it goes. I know how it goes, even though this situation uh, by me is probably not shifting too much, if I had no, to guess. No, I feel like <laughs> we're going to get a random amount of sun through this window throughout, uh, but it should go away before too long. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Bowser back there is going to get a little bit of a shift of light over him as time goes. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's man, okay. We got all kinds of news to talk about this episode. We're spending the whole episode talking about news today. Uh, up until yep. we get to the end for the top five. It's a news discussion, basically. We're merging yeah. today, and it, it's so much to go through. We got a Xenoblade 3 Direct on top of a Direct Mini, along with a lot of other things that just were scheduled to release that came out this month. It's a pretty big month. Yeah, a lot of releases. Yeah, that's very true. A lot to go through. So we're going to be going through that, and then today's top five... Uh, Pretty laid back. Yep. Top five games on our minds. Just want to talk about the games we've been playing or even thinking about for other reasons quite a bit and just really kind of like get a cozy, just catch up of where we're at. Yep. Plain and simple. And I think it, it, it leaves room to bring up games new and old because, I mean, you and I, we don't always play what's current and hot. Yeah, I always am mixing we, we, it up in that aspect. We do for a sure. lot of backtracking, you know. Definitely. Uh, so that that that's always a good one for us, and we're going to throw a three shot. But we always do. Uh, it, if you catch this early, uh, there's a lot going on with sales on the Steam side, on the on the eShop side. Yeah, pretty quite pretty a lot. good time. Yeah, uh, but getting into the news, man, I kind of want to start with something cozy. So let's talk about Pokemon Snap on Switch. 64 online i can't wait to get into this i i am on record as never having really had too much experience with this game so uh really excited to actually get to go back and play it in its entirety it's a great addition to the library i'm so glad that people are going to have access to this if they didn't have it in cartridge form you know uh, yeah like, definitely, I was man. To, whenever a uh, new pokemon snap came out and I actually did hop on since we last talked on here about that. You told me about all the shit that unlocks when you get on. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did get on and see all that. And I was like, this is what Tyler was talking about. Absolutely. It was a, yeah. A dopamine overload. <laughs> uh, you love to see it. You love to see, you know, like unannounced random content just, yeah, just overflow content. on a game that is not, is not new, but not old, you know. Definitely. Uh, but this is a great addition because people get to experience the original if they haven't. Uh, I think it's a, a great take on the game to play the new one and then the old one. Uh, we get a special experience because we got to see the upgrade. Mm -hmm. But there's something magical about 
the downgrade experience. Maybe people don't feel that like I do, but sometimes I wish I could view things backwards. I know I had a rough time downgrading with Mario Golf 64. <laughs> I remember we oh, talked that, about that. Hey, that's a difficult game. If you get good at that, you're good. The mechanics work so much differently, and I was not expecting Yeah, it. yeah. The wind is a... I think the wind is really the biggest thing for me. The increments are much different. You have much to do different. some type of algorithm to understand uh, how wide the gap is between mm. what 7 miles per hour wind is on Super Rush and what it is on 64. Definitely. Uh, so, great to see that. Uh, another thing that's great to see is the Cuphead... Uh, DLC we just got the delicious last course and the price is an even better thing to see because yeah. it's $7.99 unbelievable you were ready to pay more than the original Cuphead costs I mean and I and I should have taken into consideration the base game is not a $60 game mm-hmm. so I should have assumed the DLC wouldn't be that expensive but you love but to I, see it's so cheap yeah but I kind of thought that they, it might be like a Cuphead 2 situation where it's not really named Cuphead 2 so it would have a similar price to the base game yeah, but that hey makes man sense. $7.99 uh, basically a whole new island in Cuphead terms is kind of like a whole new campaign so basically yeah $7.99 killing it dude a whole new uh, overworld basically like haven't gotten to fire it up but you know we love it dude that's Cuphead's gonna be a, a big that's thing be a on slam here dunk. yeah I'm really excited for that no question. Uh, I'll briefly bring up the Xenoblade 3 Direct. I didn't want to stay on it too long. Uh, but they showed a lot. Got you familiar with the characters. Um, they showed a little bit of the combat system and how the whole fusion thing works, which was what caught people's eye originally was this fusing uh, into what they actually are calling uh, Ouroboros. I thought it was funny because we've been playing Inscription. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ouroboros is the OP... God card, basically, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, maybe that's not like the meta or whatever, but Ouroboros is the way. Ouroboros uh, but, is legit. Yeah, but that's that's what they're calling this fused form is like Ouroboros. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool. I mean, basically, the Xenoblade 3 is going to be everything you could wish for, it seems, jumping off of 2. It's got that same vibe visually. The, the score is, is what it is. I mean, you know what's, you know what's going down. Um, so I'm looking forward to it, man. July 29th. The thing about it is I got I got to wow, check that. So uh, soon. Yep. I got to check to see what's up with that special edition. Cause honestly, I'm starting to sway to where if, if it's just not listed, I might just have to get the game. I mean, I don't know, uh, but Apparently I'd love to get the get special these games edition. You can, man. They freaking, they the, do not the devalue. Go up in value. They do not devalue. That is one thing I will say, dude. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up, I don't know if you've ever played the Blade Runner PC game, like the point and click. Mm-mm. They, Night Dive Studios, I didn't, we love these guys, okay, because they are porting everything that we love to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, uh, one of the recent great ones, um, Power Slave Exhumed. That, that could have been on my top five today. Spoiler, it's not. But uh, that could be a game to think about, honestly. I, mean, I was glad to see Night Dive port that over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they ported over the Blade Runner game, which I actually got a GOG account just to get. So I actually have it on GOG, which will be playable on the Steam Deck. 
But it was very nice to see a switch port drop and for it to only be nine dollars and ninety nine cents. And it's a, a and it's a remaster. Mm-hmm. Not oh, a remaster, wow. but they, they spiced it up. Like the cutscenes and everything are in a much higher resolution. It looks pretty nice. But awesome. yeah, nine ninety nine for a, a highly critically acclaimed game. A lot of people say it's the best game of its type, like point and click PC adventure. Nice. Uh great to see that. It's not in our notes, but uh they did talk about a sequel to Escape from Monkey Island. I thought that was pretty interesting in that same genre. And, and I'm totally familiar with it, but I've never actually played it. I Me know neither. its significance. Me neither. I, I, same same boat here. I see it a yeah. lot. I feel like I, my most exposure to it is from like odd header videos and stuff like that. But it's totally relevant because it's it's funny that these... PC point and clicks to drop. They like Freddy the fish and, uh, exactly. Putt, putt, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? All these other games that are dropping and a lot of these point and clicks starting to come to a switch. That's cool. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, makes the switch kind of start to feel like an old school PC for a little while. Then you yeah. got quake on it. Yep. Uh, so you wanted to bring up something about Kojima. Yeah. He has signed an exclusivity deal with Xbox studios. So, we won't see any more new uh, Metal Gear Solid games on the PlayStation for now, which is very interesting and fine by me. Honestly, I feel like Kojima can do what he wants. He's earned the right to negotiate whatever deal is best for him at this point, like in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. I do. I know that it's not likely, but it makes me have hope that maybe the original MGS first trilogy like the ps2 trilogy could come to game pass that would be incredible um i know that there's a weird like konami doesn't like parting with the licenses for these games for whatever reason or something like there's bad blood there with kojima i think so Mm -hmm. it's i think because of that it may be impossible but if that did happen that would be incredible. I would really, I would really love to see that. I don't know as much about Konami with Kojima, but I know that uh, Koji Igarashi had his issues with Konami, and that's how Bloodstain came to be. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that's with- pretty, pretty par for the course with them. You hear that from a lot of creators who want a lot of creative control in their in their properties. They have a tough time getting it with them. I think. Yeah, uh, but I'll tell you what, sometimes beautiful things are born from that type of thing because, uh, you know, I can't say the same for Death Stranding, but I'll tell you what, man, uh, Silent Hills, I think it was, that was going to be that shit. The PT demo, that was going to be incredible. Yeah, I I haven't played Death Stranding, but uh, it's on PlayStation plus now which is uh something that we'll talk about i think is probably in your notes um we can talk about it now if you want but yeah Yeah. playstation playstation plus has merged with playstation now basically which was the kind of streaming game service so now it works a lot more like your xbox game pass where you just have a blanket library that comes with your online subscription at the base level i haven't really investigated it much but the PlayStation Now library, I played a bunch of games on there that were like Fallout. Um, you know, they had Little Big Planet 3. I was playing that uh, 
a lot with my wife now. Um, and a little big planet, good shit. Yeah, stuff like that. So I'm going to try out the library and see what it looks like and probably have a report back like next episode. But interesting to see them changing it up a little bit because the, the online setup that they had before was not not even near as good as Nintendo's even to say anything about, you know, Xbox and Game Pass and what they do, you know. So it's nice to see them trying to bring that into into line with what you see elsewhere. Absolutely. And also, I didn't want to gloss over that fact uh, that Tyler is now a married man, uh, which is ironic because tomorrow is my 10 year anniversary with the love of my life. Hey, well, congrats on that. And congrats on your marriage, bro. Yeah, I'll be, uh, I assume we'll be hitched as well. I, I think it goes without saying. Nice, dude. Uh, but I, I keep telling my girl, you, you only hit double digits once, maybe. So hopefully, uh, it's a yeah, it's a big, it's a big celebration. I'm saying, but if you can hit triple, hey, hey, I mean, shoot for the stars, star. That's right. right. You never know. <laughs> but um, yeah, shout out to love either way. Yeah, man. Something that we talked about, speculated about, and just were totally correct on, and you just love the feeling. We talked about the Portal Companion Collection. We did. We talked about the pricing, what we thought. We thought that they might go with 30 but said our ideal price point was 19.99. And that's what they came with. And they did just that. And honestly, dude, I'm pretty satisfied with that. Yeah. Are you going to buy it? I will eventually get it. I don't know how how quick I'm going to snap it up, but that's definitely something I have interest in. The only problem is when you you're you're putting this out when everybody's waiting on Steam Deck emails. Portal's about to be really portable. You feel True. me? Yeah. Do you uh, have so, Portal Two on Steam? Yes, I do. Well, when you get your Steam Deck, we can play the co-op there if you want, as opposed to yeah. on the Switch. Because I've never I've never gotten to actually play. The, the full co-op experience with Portal 2 with It's anybody. awesome, man. It's really, really fun. I know I've already we'll, talked we'll about it on that. the podcast at length, but it's probably one of the most fun co-op campaigns there is. Maybe we could do a little bit of a uh, gameplay thing with that or something. I don't Maybe, know. We'll yeah. see how Steam Deck, you know, we'll see how Yeah, how we'll out, see but, about uh, that for sure. But yeah. I got to bring this up, man. Part of the showcase or the direct mini we recently had they brought up a game I never thought would be brought up again, and that was Pac-Man World. Now, we've all the time we've talked about PlayStation, I might not have even brought it up. Maybe once I think I brought it up to you many episodes ago. Mm, yeah, I but don't. This, I barely remember, if so. This was a childhood favorite of mine. It's like a quasi-3D, really almost like a fully 3D in most parts Pac-Man game. And the mechanics are pretty solid from what I remember. It's a really fun game with really imaginative areas and, and whatnot, you know. So to see that they're coming out with Pac-Man World Repack on the Switch. You love to I'm see exci- it. Dude, like I said, this is like Glover Port levels of excitement for me. Yeah. So that's yeah, coming that's awesome, August, man. That's coming August 26th. It's going to be a lot like the Final Fantasy VII port. That's going to be a night where I'm hyping it up. I download it, hop on, and I'm the only person excited about Pac-Man World. But that's okay. Like I said, I, I probably I see myself purchasing it closer to fifteen bucks whenever it gets to that price point. Uh, is there an actual pre-order page for it yet? Um, I actually I actually didn't look into it. I feel like I would have wish listed it if I would have saw it for sure. Yeah, 
Uh, I don't remember. We'll, we'll I don't have to get price. back on the front. Maybe yeah. I'll look it up on the fly. But um, it, it, it's funny. A lot of times I wouldn't recommend some old PS1 game to you to purchase now. I mean, I would never say, you know what, you got to get Tyler Toy Story 2 on PS1. <laughs> like the remastered one on Switch, you know what I'm saying? It's not anything like that, in my opinion. This game is like totally worth playing. I, like, if this was the Pac-Man they got originally, people would have been absolutely shitting themselves. They would have sent this shit in a in a, a box out in the space. Mm-hmm. Uh, Looking at anyway, the price on, on Pac-Man World repack here. Hey, if you can get a price, doesn't matter to me. I'd pay up to 30 No price. It just says releasing in 2022. Hmm. That's weird. We have to get on the actual on Nintendo that. store page, it says that. And the fine retailers link is not working. So, if only they had a demo, which uh, we got a really good demo since we've last talked. And mm-hmm. that's Live Alive, a game that I've been hyping up a lot. Yeah, man. I'm excited for this I've too. Got a, I've got the pre order, uh, the physical pre order on Amazon. It's actually $49.99 for a physical. No bullshit. Not even a $60 game. Nice. Which I think it also will be forty nine ninety nine digitally. So out the gate, you're not paying sixty, but you yeah. are getting uh, the demo itself. You actually get to dive into three of these uh, scenarios because it, you know, if you've seen all the trailers that come out from time to time, it's periods of time, mm-hmm. different scenarios, different characters, different eras. Which I really like that idea. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of like it's, it's kind of like Octopath, but they don't all exist in the same space at the mm-hmm. same time it's like yeah. octopath but they all are in separate parts of the universe uh, this is looking to be a really ambitious one dude i think this is going to be a, a switch hard hitter it's going to go down with triangle strategy bravely default two it's going to be up there no question uh but going off of that another game we talked about uh, harvestella oh yeah man now look, this looks really Enix good boys and this looks really good. I mean, we've seen this formula before, but uh, this apocalyptic thing they've got going is what really intrigues me. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I love shit like Stardew Valley and whatnot, and this has got kind of like kind of that. Uh, how, how, how would I explain this game? It's, it's like, like a farming Xenoblade. simulator game with a, with a turn-based RPG fighting system element to it as well. And it's basically, it seems like the plot is that you're kind of preparing for this great apocalypse or doom that happens at some point during the story. And you have to figure out how to navigate through this season of death, or I think is what they called it. Like after your four seasons, it seems like you get the season of death, which is just like your world is turned upside down and you have to figure that out. But they showed a little taste of like a turn-based combat Final Fantasy looking screen, which piqued our interest for sure. Um, but coupling that with your Stardew Valley, (laughs) you know, Harvest Moon style farm simulator game. I think that's going to be, that's going to be right in, right on point. Especially for me, that's going to hit hard for me. I'm, I'm very interested as well. Uh, So, so we're going to be looking out for that. That's going to be a good one. It's cool to see such a serious vibe brought to something that's usually so laid back. Whimsical. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a couple of things have come out since we've talked. The new Fire Emblem Warriors, mm-hmm, uh, Three mm-hmm. Hopes. Yep. Uh, not something I might be picking up. I kind of went all in on Hyrule Warriors, yeah. Age of Calamity. Uh, still got the DLC for that. Still need to play the DLC for that. 
Uh, but that's one I often think about putting back in the Switch. It's a really, really good one. Yeah. Uh, we had the Capcom Fighting Collection come out. I'm still interested in it, but this is one that I'm, I'll admit I'm waiting on a sale for. I mean, uh, you'll I see think it. The base game is like 30, uh, 30 or 40, something like Dude, that. Dude, you'll be able to get it for $9.99 before you know it. I know. That's why I haven't pulled the trigger immediately, but but it's something I'm interested in. Uh, we'll get back about this Street Fighter Six, but there's been a lot of shit being shown, just early stuff with Street Fighter Six. But when, when we have a lot more solidified content out, we could talk more about that. That's exciting. Absolutely. Fall Guys is on the Switch, free download. Fall Guys is on Switch, everybody. Thought yep. people would like to know that. Uh, I'll definitely be firing it up because I've actually never played the game. I've heard a lot of good things. It kind of came just before Among Us, and then it, people were really into it because it was a similar construction yep. of, of team building and everything. And then uh, Among Us kind of blew it away. But I think Fall Guys has definitely had some staying power. For sure. People still seem to like it quite a lot. Yeah, people do still play it, and I hear people talk about it all the time. Uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge. I told you, I have a lot of interest in this game. I just haven't picked it up yet. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but this look, this looks to be your your arcade beat-em-up, honestly. I, I can't I can't think of a better... That's cool. You, uh, you don't uh, really expect them to make more games in that style anymore. Like, just in general. But, they, but yet they do. I mean, they did Double Dragon 4, and I thought that was fantastic, personally. It's a genre that has has gotten less widespread, I guess, in its appeal and the types of different games that people make. But something like TMNT, it makes perfect sense because it has that connection to the classic arcade TMNT games that were so good. Yeah, but, but I mean, this is a great time for it uh, because we're seeing a lot of new Streets of Rage games, River City Ransom, River City Girls. A lot of these games, these old beat-em-ups are coming back and, and selling pretty well. And you love to see that, too. And you love to see it. Uh, you know, a lot of these, man, Mighty Final Fight, that's such an expensive NES game. If they'd put that on Switch Online, I'd be very happy. That'd that's be a awesome, fun beat-em-up. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's a multi-hundred dollar cartridge situation. I mean, it's not happening. Uh, but the last thing we're going to talk about, Tyler, is some Sonic news. It's so funny that we would close out on Sonic, but uh, a couple of Sonic things have happened. Yeah, Sonic Frontiers Aside. that got kind of shown off through the uh, the mini the mini uh, direct that we got. Right, they showed some gameplay footage in there. Um, yeah, and I, and I didn't even trip about it because I thought, oh, man, if they would have had some type of big new Sonic, I'm sure Tyler would have told me about it. You're a lot more in the know when it comes to Sonic, it seems. Yeah, I it, it, my hype level is only partial because I tend to be very skeptical of 3D Sonic games, you know, in general. Understandably so. Because they've kind of been very more misses than hits just overall yeah. in the history of we that. Love, we love the Sonic Adventure games, but broad scale, yeah. Yeah, those are about the only 3D Sonic games that are anything for me. Not having played all of them, of course. But anyway, Sonic Frontiers Frontiers, looks pretty cool. It looks good. The trailer, yeah. it enticed me a lot. One thing I... I wasn't quite sold on was the very serious tone that the whole world seemed to have in the limited stuff that we saw. There was very little like dialogue at all. So we, I don't, it's hard to tell if you're going to get that same Sonic humor. That was one of the things that people hated about Sonic 06 was a lot of that humor was gone with 
replaced with more serious kind of stuff. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. You're right, though. It, it did seem a bit isolated in the outdoors type of deal. Yeah, which I don't hate that, but it's just going to take. Nah. I want to. I want to see. I want the game to come out. I want to see what people think of it. If there's a demo, I'll gladly play it. And if it's great, I'll buy it on sale. I don't think I'm going to drop sixty bucks on it. But yeah. You know, we'll see. You're not going to hold out for it to be Sonic Odyssey. No, no. But if it is that, hey, that's great. It's the Sonic franchise needs a a boost. They've had the movie. The movie has been very successful. So maybe that buoyed Sega to try and get this game across the line the right way. That would be my hope. Yeah. Uh, Now, Origins, they could have gotten across been a better way i feel like maybe with the pricing yeah we talked about that off, that's my a personal few episodes opinion. ago uh but it came out finally and I, I haven't heard too much about it i've been kind of in my own little world you know as as we both have to some degree uh so i'm interested to see how people are liking it and if if the whole launch was as confusing as it seemed like it could have been yeah uh it's something that you really kind of I've seen people argue about it. You really have to be like some some kind of sonic die hard for the old content to really, really uh, dive on it for some of the pricing they have on. It. Now, uh, there's a there's a sonic game or two that haven't been really uh, ported properly until this point. So I understand people who are hype on those games, maybe finally getting a digital yeah, Option. and these things got some updates with it being full sixteen nine kind of re-rendered, which is nice, and yeah. having cutscenes in between and stuff like that. For me, I have all the games that I care to play in Origins, either on Steam, on Switch, or you know some combination. 3ds. Yeah, I got a lot of them on 3ds. I have the Sega Genesis Mini, which literally gives me the exact Sonic experience that I could want. So. Um, and we have the Sega Genesis on the Switch Online as well. So it seems tough to justify a purchase of that particular game for me. It's all very valid points, the, especially the online thing, uh, the, the Switch Online. I mean, uh, now you're, you're, you know you're going to get more Sonic stuff because a lot of those Genesis catalog can switch. Uh, you know, it, it consists of Sonic so. But there's a few good Sonic games on there already. I think Sonic CD is on there, which is one that you don't always see right off the bat that people really like to get, you know, access to because it's quite a good game. Yeah. And uh, and I think they have one and two just just for starters. You know, I mean, that's a great yeah. it's a great start. But anyway, man, we have a top five that we're going to roll straight into. Yeah, it feels interesting well, going nice out of newsy get, stuff. Get straight into a top five from the news. It feels different, but it feels feels good. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm I'm curious what's been on your mind because you know it's easy to it's easy to pick one or two like f- for each other like I know a game or two that's been on your mind but when you fill in a list yeah might hear some things that we might not have talked about oh definitely and there's some things on here that I have played significantly that I haven't even talked to you about at all so I'm excited to kind of give my thoughts Same. in real time so yeah um, definitely mine, I think we both just have five no honorable mention. Mine are in an order, and the order is how I feel today. Like, I reordered them based on how I was feeling kind of today and and uh, stuff like that. So we'll get into more about that. But, yeah, man, I'm, I'll jump in with number five if you're ready. 
Yeah, go right in, man. And for me, this is basically the same as an honorable mention because this game is permanently in my rotation 100% of the time, and it's Rocket League. I This is my most played game on Steam by about triple for a reason. Uh, (laughs) I And, you know, it's also got hours on other consoles as well for me, so... I just never can can go away from this game for too long lately. I, I have a setup now with my controller being able to Bluetooth to my PC and, and having it hooked up to a TV and everything. It's like gives me exactly what I would consider the most optimal Rocket League setup. Um, I know some people are purists with mouse and keyboard. For me, with Rocket League, it's got to be controller. Um, but yeah, man. Equally comfortable with both. I really do enjoy playing both. I could never get into mouse and keyboard. Like, I could do it, but I always found controller to fit my style a lot better. I think I prefer controller also. But yeah, man, that's number five. It's an eternal staple. I mean, so that's why it's deserving of of being on the list here. Hey, absolutely, man. Uh, The first one I want to throw out, I haven't gotten to talk to you much about. It's a game that recently was ported to the Switch and I mentioned ahead of time. Mysteries Under Lake Ophelia. Now, uh, this is the horror-esque fishing game Mm -hmm. we talked about. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I did pick it up when it was released, and I played it. I I think it was the same day as uh, Strikers Battle League, as a matter of fact. Got Uh, slightly overshadowed on that day. Slightly overshadowed, of course, but I did get some time with the game. And it's very interesting. The the price point is like $5. And, and of course, you're not going to get some full-fledged, fleshed out story here. it's a story i think of it like inside if you get a really enjoyable play session and then maybe you can let someone else play it you know and it takes a few hours i think you get your money's worth out of games like that yeah this is a this is a grindy game this is for somebody who wants to play a fishing game but mm. wants to have other it's like if you want to play a, a fishing game that's a pretty good simulation of fishing but you also want these mysterious elements that kind of entice you to you know like you might be fishing and see a sparkle under the water and be like what is that but you gotta work and sell fish to get a lure that goes that low Mm. and then finally you can get to it and then snag it and actually catch shit that isn't fish so there's a, a lot of exploration to it a lot of you know the progression system is is the thing you you catch fish sell fish it reminds me of cruelty squad with the stock market and the fishing and whatnot Sounded like uh, Animal Crossing pre- to me. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. But if you, the vibe of this game is funny. It's funny because the guy you go sell the fish to curses a lot. Uh, I think he might have said fuck one time, and he said shit a couple times. So that was pretty funny. Yeah. Always funny but to yeah, hear that on the it, Switch. <laughs> definitely. Uh, and I could see this flying under the radar, you know, because, I mean, if they, I could see someone playing the game and just to evaluate what it is and be like, oh, it's a fish in sandbox. No harm here, you know. Not that there's not, uh, like, cursing allowed on the Switch at this point. Of course. It's just always funny course. to see. It is, yeah. Because we think about what Nintendo used to be. You know, like at the Game Boy Advance, there ain't gonna be no curse word, you know. Not on nothing they put their stamp Correct. on. Correct. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Mysteries Under Lycophilia. It, it, there's not a shit ton to the game as far as story and whatnot. There's a lot of progression. I think for $5, you're getting a lot, though. It's awesome a pretty cool pick, little man. experience. 
Yeah, definitely. Thanks, brother. What you got next? Number four for me is a game that I've been playing with my wife uh, almost every day. And as soon as I finish this, get the audio and the video edited and over to you, I'm probably going to be playing it tonight. And that's Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Good uh, shit. We are almost at the end of the main story, I am pretty sure. Um, and we've been 100%ing every world, you know, or sorry, 100%ing like every level in terms of getting all the available Waddle Dees um, mm-hmm. all the way through. So we st- I'm sure there's still blueprints for us to find. And there may be a world after the one we're in, but it certainly looks quite final. Uh, but we're like two, two actual stages from where the boss would be. So we'll see how it goes. I may have a, a, a follow up next episode and say, Hey, I finished it. Uh, but yeah, we've been making some serious progress on it. And I've honestly, I love the game. The, the difficulty kind of that you get for some of these hidden waddle dees and some of the challenges you have to do to, to achieve these goals. If you want to get every single Waddle Dee in every level, which I do. Um, some of these some of these objectives are pretty difficult. So that's what you love to see. You know, Kirby, you never really won and won it with a difficult game. So when they do have elements that add, bring difficulty and interest to the game, I'm always I'm always excited to see that. The Kirby in the Forgotten Land is fantastic. No yeah, question. Man, it's about a great it. game. It really is. It's a uh, it, it's a game that I'm still working on due to my number one pick today. We'll get to that. But yeah, I have a feeling uh, I know what always, that is. Always in the mind, mm. always. And it's a, great, it's a great Switch release. It's something that could easily be recommended to somebody where we're at now as a first Switch game, as an as a out-the-store title with the console, my opinion. Uh, the next one on my list is one that I don't talk about frequently because it's been out for a while, but Little Nightmares 2. It's been on the brain because uh, my girl started playing it. Nice. And there is a great enjoyment to watching someone play Little Nightmares totally. 2. Yeah. And I actually recommended to her, I said, you have an interesting vantage point here to play the second one in full before the first. Because she got pretty deep into the first, but didn't mm-hmm. finish it. Gotcha. So I said, why don't you start two? Because like I said, it's a prequel. People can cry about it. Uh, but... I I would go back and actually want to play two before one. It, it, that way you play that seamless experience. The prequel, everything leading up to you waking up in the suitcase and starting the first game. I think it's perfect. Yeah, it kind of puts you. It shows you exactly where you're at in the series. Anyway, it's on the brain because watching it being played is a fantastic experience. It's almost you're just not, as good, if not better, as playing it yourself. Yeah, you're not. You don't have to focus on inputs. I can actually soak what's on the screen. The environment, in. the music. Exactly, yeah. So, so it's a magical experience for somebody who's a fan of the game, man. Awesome, man. Um, my number three is probably going to surprise you because it's not higher on the list. Uh, hmm. This is a game that has been pretty much all I've talked about to you every time we talk, and that's Triangle Strategy. So I beat the game. I beat the main story. I'm on my new game plus save file up to chapter eight, I want to say. Um, and I've I've played the game for about 80 hours. Um, and I would say probably about 50 of that has been in the last two weeks, um, which is a lot when you say it like that. But 
Hey. I've really gone deep with that game. If you had asked me three or four days ago, this would have been number one on my list. But it's just been, like I said, the ranking is as of today. You know, not as of the last two weeks in total. So, um, yeah, Triangle Strategy, man... Guys, if you're watching this and you like RPGs, if if you have a Switch, if you haven't played Triangle Strategy, just just grab the demo. Grab the demo from the Switch on grab you know the from demo. the Switch store. Try out a, a a battle and tell you know tell me what you think and and buy it. You know if you can like wait for it to go on sale. You know eventually it will go on sale for something like forty four ninety nine. It's still pretty new, but. If you don't know anything about the game and you're curious about it, now that I've played all the way through it and I'm into my second playthrough, if you're a grindy RPG fan, this is going to hit where you want. And I left it off the list because I knew you'd put it on because mm-hmm. you told I me you completed that. it. And and you and Tyler definitely blew past me on this one. But I got to tell you, dude, uh, I th- I'm 10 or 15 hours into the game and I could still say it's one of my favorite Switch titles. And you have a lot more stance in saying that because you've played so much more of it, but I'm sure you understand even with just oh, the I amount of progression I, was I have. I was hooked in the first, you know, my enthusiasm. Yeah. I have, this is like a, this is definitely, it's a switch top five, like top five games on the switch. I think triangle strategy is up there. Overall. If you like JRPGs or tactical RPGs, <laughs> if you, this game's not for everyone. I would not give it to my wife to play. She would hate it. You know what I mean? But, yeah, but if but turn-based strategy, it's cream of the crop. Plain and simple. Yep. 100%. Great pick, obviously. Uh, next on my list, Axiom Verge. Now, this is a game I hadn't played, but I caught it on sale sometime recently, and I kind of just downloaded it and didn't launch it. I want to say uh, I have so this, I too. I can't. It's I don't a pretty know where good I game, got it. dude. It, it this game really hit me hard it, because it, the best way I can describe it, two things I love. No, I it's like mm-hmm. a mixture of of Metroid. If you fused it with like the visual style of like Journey to Silius, like a Sunsoft NES mm-hmm. game. Of course, this is one of those new indies that's you know like it looks retro on purpose, obviously. We love this. Uh, but that's the best best way not I can tired of that describe style it. It's like suits. Yet, to be honest. Nope. Not going to get tired. This is a great example of the type of game that comes out that keeps that enthusiasm going. Uh, but yeah, it was. I get a little bit of Journey to Silius out of it. I don't know if that had any inspiration on it, but that's one of my favorite NES titles. Uh, so anything that reminds me of that mixed with Metroid, you got me yeah, hooked. Perfect. So yeah, Axiom definitely. Verge deserves mention. A lot of the concept art and everything just looks so cool. I've seen uh, limited runs, shadow boxes and shit like that. A lot of cool art and just, you know, collector's items around Axiom version. And there's a second one. So, I mean, maybe I'll get through the first one and pick up the yeah, second awesome, one eventually. Man. That's a good pick. Uh, uh, I don't have it. I thought I did maybe. But um, that's a game that I, I have heard a lot about actually recently, not just from you. Speaking of limited run... I got a I got an email that my Quake Deluxe is going to be shipping Wednesday. Hey. I mean, this is like uh, a year, Red no, alert. more than a year ago. Red alert. That's very yeah. exciting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But uh, the Steam Deck email, we'll see. 
Hey, it could happen as early as tomorrow, man. I don't know if they're on a holiday or what, but we'll you're see. into Q3 we'll now. See. You're officially live. Yeah. You're officially live. And and your 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 unofficial run said July 11th. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see, man. I'm so, like I got uh, mine like 2 weeks early, so we'll see what happened. I think it said the yeah. end of July and we and we broke that down to possibly meaning the middle. If I'm remembering mm-hmm. correctly. Anyway, my number two is a game that I could play on my Steam Deck, but I don't know how it would go, honestly. Uh, Age of Empires 4. Um, <clears throat> this is a game that I was hype on when it was announced. It came out. I was I never bought it because 60 bucks, man. I mean, it's a lot these days, you know. I'm yeah, not trying to yeah. like, I know we play a lot of new games and people probably think we just like ball out on every game that comes out or whatever, but yeah, I really try not to do that. <laughs> like I play the games that are most topical to the podcast and, and that's where I spend most of my new game, you know, things that I want, but it went on sale with, yeah. it went on sale with the Steam the steam summer sale. Last week, I took a screenshot of it and Stardew Valley in my cart on sale, and I said, "Sent it to me." The, the, the summer sale is lit. Um, so yeah, it, and it's still on sale. We'll talk about that. But got the game for forty four ninety nine. Started playing it, man. Played through the tutorial, Art of War. Played through a few skirmishes. Couple things. One, the game is hard. Like it, it, it has it. You can tell that the people who made AOE 2 Definitive are the same people who made AOE 4. It is a lot like AOE 2, I'll be honest. More than I expected, because AOE 3 was radically different. But it's a lot like AOE 2, and I like that. It's like if they, you know, if they took the concepts from 2 and, and put it out today. I mean, it really does feel that way, so... It was quite satisfying. I'm going to get more time into the game. Of course, it won't surprise you to hear that because it's so similar to AOE 2 in some ways, playing 4 just made me go back and, and launch 2 Definitive Edition like, and just play that. <laughs> so <laughs> what can I say about that? But 4 is awesome. I, I want to play the campaigns, but I just had to get some skirmishes and stuff like that just to understand the full mechanics and i i'm excited to put more time into it i'm glad you like it man because you've talked about it so much and honestly i haven't played age of empires in so long i wouldn't know what the fuck to expect launching it so i'll i mean taking your word for it dude if you say it's good it's it's gotta be good because you're it feels you never gave up on age of empires aoe 2 it feels very grindy it feels very if you miss something in your build order or if you're too slow, you're just going to get rolled. Whereas four, there's a it doesn't feel quite as much that way to me. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Well, uh, maybe, like you said, eventually Steam Deck. Obviously, sales are happening. We'll have to see what's going on. Maybe we'll have to play that. I together. have it installed I think, on my deck, I think but I. I'm a little nervous to try and play it on the deck. I tried to play, so you can't play two definitive edition on the deck right now. It it will not work. Um, but I played AOE two HD uh, on the deck, and it I had a rough time with it. Right, this is games that are meant for a mouse and keyboard. I you can right. do it, 
and I'm sure with some practice, but just jumping into the first game on AOE2 on Steam Deck didn't go well. I was not able to to do what I needed to do. Um, but no, no surprise. But if you are fastidious about mapping your hotkeys to buttons, and if you practice, you can do it. I, I feel strongly about that. Hell yeah. I think using the touchscreen would be big as well. Definitely. Shout out to the touchscreen. That's going to be a big thing. I mean, I feel like at this point, any type of handheld device has got to have touch capability for people. I to agree. Even, yeah, I agree with uh, that. Operate it optimally. But uh, speaking of touchscreens, my number two is Loop Hero. Because this game never leaves my mind, to be honest with you. No, it's one of those games that I like triangle strategy. You just wake up with the music in your head. Yep. Uh, Loop Hero, it, I recommend it on Steam. I recommend it on the Switch. I, I recommend Where it you anywhere can you it. can get it. Uh, we're going to talk about that in the 3Shop. Not to you know get, get ahead of anything. But Absolutely. Loop Hero is a great game. It sticks with you. Like Tyler always brings up the music. Incredible. Uh, I think I think I actually chucked up the few bucks and actually got the soundtrack just because I thought I wanted Worth to it. support these yeah. guys. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Uh, four Quarters, I believe, is the development studio. I know Devolver uh, published it, but four, shout out to Four Quarters. Yeah. They they deserve it, especially for the sales they put this game on and just the endless experience you get with just it. Just the love that the game uh, has in it. Waiting for my special reserve this summer. We'll see. That's the next thing waiting on. Awesome. Good pick, man. But I know we both love Loop here. It could have been on my list easily, for sure. I I knew it, yep. But number one's Tyler. My number one, so some background. Uh, A buddy of mine came down yesterday um, and stayed yesterday. um, And so he's a huge Overwatch fan. So... He and I spent last night and a lot of today playing Overwatch 2 beta. And that is my number Mm -hmm. one is Overwatch 2. I guess you would just call it the Overwatch 2 PvP beta because uh, it's got me hooked. It's got me hooked, man. Getting into it and actually getting some time and being able to play with my buddy and kind of communicate land party style. Like we were just, we were sitting right here playing and like, uh, he had his Xbox. So we were just like queuing together and and it felt like a, a classic land party and that was really fun, but it's got me excited to continue playing the game, um, and, and get good at it if I can, I'm terrible. So, you know, whatever. (laughs) But yeah, Overwatch 2. That's really awesome though, man, because we, we covered the beta recently, man, and that's really cool to hear that you love it so yeah, much. I, I really like it. Of course, there's, you know, they nerfed some things from some characters I like, and they buffed them, and they changed a few characters around completely. So I, all in all, I like where they're going with the game. Can't wait to keep playing it. Glad I'm, I have access to the beta now, and I can kind of just you know, keep keep learning it before the game fully comes out, which I think is going to be in October. But it's going to be free to play. Have to see. Oh, wow. I was going to say either way, I'll have to see what's up, man. We'll have to play. It's going to be free to play. So you can, man, if you ever want to queue on that, you just let me know because, yeah, hey. it's awesome. I mean, I've, I've been on some FPS shit these recent I years. I think you would find it ever. I so. think if you, if you really put a few hours in and we played some queues together, you would find quite a comfy place with this game for sure. 
there's some there's some characters that really reward FPS skill. That's what's up. I'm sure I'd find my my like preferred character pretty quickly, Definitely. just based off of the layout. But it's good to be able to play with multiple, right? And there's a lot of different styles. Yeah, there's so many characters yep. in the game now. There's a ton of styles, and it's really well balanced. That's awesome, man. Number one, Overwatch Two beta. That's it, man. My my number one is Nintendo Switch Sports. Shock and awe. Shock. I am shocked. I'm sure you are. I knew you would be. <clears throat> but uh, this game is in daily rotation. Uh, I bowl alone. My girl and I bowl. I mean, daily. We find time to get on there, run it. Uh, if there's items to unlock, we'll hop online and unlock them. Uh, if we're maxed out, we just take turns standard offline, dude. Never loses its luster. Uh, I've gone a little deeper, though, and got into speed running. Uh which we haven't, this has all transpired in the past month. So we have had zero opportunity to mm -hmm. talk about it on the podcast. So I'm not going to go through the road, but I am going to go to the final result, uh, which put me at fourth on the leaderboard. Fourth place. Just ahead of Shockwave TLS. So if you watch our favorite YouTuber, Summoning Salt, you probably are familiar with them. Uh, so this is big shit to me. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited to have came in semi-late and kind of made some progress yeah, bro man. so really proud of you on that that's you know it, i appreciate it it's it's really not any attempt to flex about it no, or anything it's just the it's number, just what one, number one game on my mind yeah it's what i've been doing man and a lot of games have suffered uh and I, I haven't put a terrible amount of time into it I, i've run it you know a couple hours here a couple hours there but i find that when you come back to it uh, the, the run that i got that was uh, what was it 127.067. That run I got was literally just me hopping on after waking up and being like, eh, I'm going to do some attempts. That's awesome, Throw man. Throw once, not strike, hit restart. That run happens. It's crazy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so definitely, if you're ever frustrated with a game, take a little break. Because when you come back, you might just be God for 100%. a minute. I found that with Cuphead always. Sometimes you just play a boss for hours That's a great example yeah and, and yep. you just have to come back and then you come back and you you're able to get it in a few tries like i found cuphead to be the biggest thing for that i'm looking forward to launching the dlc and i'm looking forward to actually uh completing the game on switch i, I think i finished it on xbox uh but on switch i'm still towards the end Me too. i want to finish my switch yeah. file you know i think i just beat the um the boss that has all the like Flying carpets and scimitars and stuff flying at oh, you. Oh, I remember that. With the yeah. plane. Yeah. All the bosses are so fun. I, it's funny to think how long, I've, not actively, but how long it's been since I played a Cuphead for the first time because I played it on Xbox when it was mm. new. And it's been out for quite a, quite yeah. some time. The Switch feels but like to the me, perfect it feels place so for it. It feels like it was made for the Switch. That's why it feels newer than it is because i feel like when it came out on switch it was like a complete rebirth of it it just feels so Definitely. right uh, but yeah man what a top five that's basically a good view into where our heads 100%. are percent so where's your head at tyler how are you feeling about uh today's little powwow of course we had a shorter one than usual but this is yeah nothing wrong with that man resituate yep. you know i feel good about it we gotta talk about a few sales and then uh yeah, I, I I think that 
that'll be good. Yep, we're going to close out with the three shop, first of which is on Age of Empires 4. Had to, had to be done. You knew it had to happen. Now, I didn't have the price on this. Uh, that was on the Steam side of yeah, things. Yeah, it was $44.99, I believe, um, and that's until the 7th, the morning of the 7th. And it's normally $60. Normally 59 yeah. So, hey, uh, I can expect to see this definitely before too long, thirty nine ninety nine maybe. Definitely. Uh, but even if not, I'm, I might have to pick it up on the Steam Deck as a reality. I'll try it out on the hands. deck and see if it's, if it's worth learning. Yeah. Uh, very relevant to today. Loop Hero on a big sale. I think when I got it on sale for Tyler, it was nine ninety eight or 10 bucks or something from a normal 15 uh, we're talking more four dollars and ninety four cents. Unbelievable! Less than a cup of Starbucks, man. Just buy the game, dude. Endless fun and endless replayability. I believe this uh, this price uh, is accurate or close on the Switch and on Steam. Yep, and I think it's three days on on Switch, four days on Steam. But either or, if can't go wrong. Just buy it. Whatever you got, can't go wrong. Love to touch on on Switch. It makes it, you know, and and the buttons being there help. You can have a combination of touch Mm -hmm. and buttons and, you know, works pretty well. Uh, What better game to close out three shops than Cuphead, Tyler? I mean, we got Delicious Last Course for $7.99 and you can get the base game for $13.99. Yeah, I believe that's Steam and Switch Uh, as well. Steam and Switch, same price. Thirteen ninety nine for Cuphead. I mean, yeah. that, Cuphead. Like I said, it, it almost comes off as a sixty dollar game, that means or you at can least buy, a forty dollar game. That means you can buy the DLC and the base game for. I bet there's a bundle for twenty bucks, but the two separately, it sounds like twenty two bucks. So that's still like. What's fun? What's funny is they had a bundle, but the bundle wasn't discounted. I, mean, I, I think that's funny, but so the bundle. That base is twenty six ninety nine. So if you if you wanted to buy the base game off sale. You could get the DLC for six ninety nine instead of seven ninety nine. Save yourself about five bucks, I guess. Yeah. Save yourself one buck, really, if the game wasn't on sale. But right now, you can that's just I mean. get the like game right on now, sale and get yeah. the deal. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's three shop, Tyler, and that's the episode. Hey, clean. Nice and yep. clean. Came in, handled business, had a lot of news Caught to up. cover. Next time, it'll be it'll be comfortable because we won't be behind on news. Everything will be. Fresh, recent. Definitely. Uh, it'll be a you know nice little reset, man. But we're back, situated at the pads, and here to do the damn thing, bro. And I think we certainly yeah, did that today. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback, you can reach out to us at starroadpodcast at gmail.com. Sterling also very kindly edits every episode and uploads it on YouTube. So like, comment, subscribe, ring the bell on YouTube. And I believe that's going to bring us to the end, Sterling. It is. And also, uh, feel free to join FC Star Road that's on right. the Strikers Battle League. We all, always going we'll to bring a, that we'll up. We'll have an FC Star Road update <clears throat> next episode. And also, yeah, yeah, we're going to take a look. at The roster's been pretty solid. We're going to have to shout out the people who stayed because these people are literal day oneers. So I know we mentioned a shout out maybe on the, uh, the in-person little review we did. We might have to make the shout out of reality. Time. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Take it easy. Love each other. Tune in again. Peace, everybody.